What's going on, folks? Welcome to the East Village Times podcast. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Uh, it's been since April since we recorded, and a lot has changed in Padre Land. Isn't that right, Dominic? Yeah, and that's mostly my fault. Uh, well, it's not my fault, but it's my doing. <laughs> yeah, it's been incredibly busy with the. Well, he's uh, talking about the recording, the recording problem. Not, not you're yeah, not blaming no, yourself the, the, the Padres. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. No, but I've just been incredibly busy with uh, the professional baseball grind. It, it, it's a real grind for sure. Every day, nonstop. Your off days aren't even off days. So I uh, just couldn't find any time to talk about the Padres. And uh, well, there's been a lot to talk about, as you were kind of alluding to, James. Definitely. Uh, since we last recorded in late April, uh, I believe the team was was. Above 500 at the time. Uh, I don't remember if they were first or second, but they were uh, they were struggling a little bit. We were a little concerned because they were slightly above 500. I'd say that our concern uh, our concern is a little greater now. That uh, what are we in uh, 10, 11 games left in the season? Uh, essentially, the season's lost. They're still mathematically able to pull off this miracle that some Padre fans might believe might happen. But uh, essentially, the season is over, right, Dominic? Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the I've been joking with my friends like, oh, well, if they just went out, then we'll see what happens. Go 84 and 78 and hope that a couple of these teams yeah. falter. But uh, <laughs> even the Cubs, the Marlins, the Reds, they've been playing better baseball of late. The door was wide open for the Padres for oh, yeah. several months. Yeah. And they never walked through it. Had a good July. Nope. But then we're bad in August and have been one of the best teams in baseball in September. And the, the season's essentially over. I mean, if you yeah. go undefeated, then you're going to give yourself a shot. But I, I mean, think the point, biggest issue point, is 20 percent. Well, the biggest issue is that they're not chasing one team. They're not chasing two teams. They're chasing three, four, five teams. I mean, the, the, a lot has to happen in yeah. order for this to, to come true. And they, I Honestly, they have no one to blame but themselves. I mean, if they won three more games than they have right now, they'd be sitting pretty. And three games is is absolutely. I mean, how many how many games did we see them throw away in the last? Well, against month the Pirates, we saw them do that several times, yeah. and we've seen and the, the Cardinals done this year. A, a few weeks ago. They threw away two games. Uh, Edmund came in and, and it's a, it's a walk off, and I mean, yeah. it's it's mind blowing how destined this team is to fail, and that's really what it feels like. And it's, it's, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of finger pointing going on in Padre land. Uh, we have not been on the air to discuss uh, any of this. Um, I don't know. Where, where are we going to attack this, Dominic? There's, there's a lot to talk about. This. So who, where, where do you want to go first? Uh, I think we can start from the top down. Because I, I think that's where most of the roots of the problems come. I, okay. I'd imagine okay. you think the same. But... Uh, I mean, there was a pretty lengthy article. It didn't exactly tell us a whole lot of new things in Padre land, but it basically confirmed that, hey, AJ Preller's trying to do a lot more uh, than he's capable of. He's trying to bite off more than he can chew. Yeah, and yeah. it's frustrating people within I, I, the organization and it, yeah. it's driven other people out of it. For sure. I think that's something that we've always known, though, right? We've always known yeah. that the man sleeps three hours a day. He's a baseball savant. He works his tail off. He's constantly thinking about the team. Uh, we've discussed this before, that his issues are not relying on his staff and letting them do the work for him and presenting stuff to him. He'd rather go out and do the work himself. And 
you know, they had, they had Dave Cameron in house from Fangraphs, an expert in, in baseball analytics, one of, probably one of the best in the business. He was barely used from, from what I understand. I, I tried multiple times to dis, to talk to him. I, I was credentialed at the time, was denied, never got any access to him. And he left kind of just out the door quietly. No, nothing was said about it. And, and yet we're hearing again that their analytic department's suffering the, the, their their ability to process the analytics and give them proper give the proper information to the players is what's always been the problem with this team is you got to have these liaisons between the baseball nerds and the baseball players that can give them the information and relate it to them, present it to them and in different aspects and, and help them digest it because it just it's look at their record in one run games. Look at their record in extra innings. That's that's a direct result of not being prepared. There's no other way to put it. I mean, this isn't a a, a Pittsburgh Pirate team with one superstar and a, and a and I mean, this is a team loaded with talent and it just feels like they're not prepared. I, I don't know, Dominic. I, AJ Preller does have a lot to blame. He's getting a lot of heat. Is he going to survive this? Is, is are we going to allow him another chance to build a championship? Is is this is that going to happen? Well, I don't know who we is, James, but uh, <laughs> Peter Seidler loves AJ Preller. He's called him excellence yes. before, like visibly on the record. Of course, he's on the uh, Potters flagship radio network, ninety-seven three, the fan. So uh, he's going. He he has to gas up his guys and. He's going, he's not going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure. Like, he's not, he's not going to say that. He's going to ha- back up his guy. But to do so, so emphatically makes you believe that Seidler is going to run it back out there with Preller. And Preller's done a lot of good things for the Padres. It, obviously, he has. He has. winning, winning is not one of them. Um, no. Which is but, the most important. But, but these last five or 10 years have been arguably the most exciting time to be a Padre fan. I know that's been up and down, but there's been really exciting times 2015. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And it also, you have to take into account that Peter Seidler is currently going through a health issue. And And we don't know exactly what the extent of that is. So obviously thoughts go out to Peter Seidler and hope that he can recover. But is Peter going to be able, if he fires AJ Preller to try and find the next person to run his ball club? Like that, that is something that you have to take into account here. And sure. I mean, you I look at th- what this ball club, what, what is this, this team, this team is made up of AJ Preller players. So if you bring in a new general manager and you have a billion dollars committed to seven players, three players with a $300 million or upwards near a $300 million con- what is going to happen is can this franchise survive another period where it's, in flux, it's uh, some movings and shakings. If they trade Machado, if they trade Bogarts, if they trade Tatis, if if they go that route, will this franchise survive something like that? Or can they survive something like that? Yeah, I don't see why they can't. And the problem, or not the problem, but one thing you have to consider is that the Padres, this this course here, they're, they're locked up. And unless if teams will take yeah. their contracts on, which, I mean, I would think that some teams might be inclined to get better and award out those contracts, but Jay Cronenworth just signed a seven-year extension. Xander Bogarts, yeah. 11-year contract. Fernando Tatis Jr. still in a contract for 10-plus more years. Same yeah. thing with Machado. He's got 10 years on his new extension. Yeah. So 
these guys are here. So, I mean, the Potters are going to survive because as we saw it, as Eric Rupner said on the Potters broadcast last night, that they still have people on the wait list for season tickets. Like people yes. are going to be at Petco Park. People are going to tune into the games either on the radio or on the TV. So they'll be fine sure. in that aspect. But I mean, I mean, they can afford to pay not- these salaries. There's there's no doubt they can afford to pay these salaries. The, the, let's give credit to where credit's due. The Padres are geniuses as far as marketing, as far as what they've produced at Petco Park. I mean, the the, the damn rodeo that's coming is going to help pay for Juan Soto's extension. I mean, look, that's the way I look at it. They're making money hand over fist. If you look at the 42,000, 44,000 plus that go to each game or that have What's their average right now? It's got to be around 40, right? I mean, yeah, it's 40,000, 40,000 people. You you factor in the amount of money that those people spend per game to go and concessions and parking and everything to get there. They're making a lot of money, folks. There's there's no doubt, doubt about it. So let's let's talk about and you're right. Grubner said that they, they have a waiting list for their, their season tickets for next season. They are popular. They're going to continue to be popular. Uh I think solely because Petco Park is just a hit place right now. It's it's a it's a popular trendy spot with multiple food venues, uh multiple bars. It's 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 just a trendy popular place to be and and they are going to continue to have people support this team and they're going to continue to make money, but let's talk about turning that money into success and and to to a championship cuz that's I think ultimately what's going to sustain these people from keep to and, and allow them to keep coming because eventually if they keep coming and seeing a product on the field that they saw this year, it's going to get old. I mean, it, it is going to get old. I mean, you see a, a Machado, a Tatis, a, a Bogarts in their thirties and, and they're not performing and, and the amount of money that they're paid. And I don't know if they can sustain this unless they do win to some degree. So I don't know. I'm, I'm almost, I'm off topic here. Cause I'm just, I'm, it's just so much with this organization. Uh, the recent Winning pieces cures all. Yeah. If the team goes out there and wins, then these it problems does. will go away. For sure. You won't hear, you won't hear the, the, the drama that we hear now from, from the pieces that are being released by the athletic Dennis Lynn. And, and, and uh, there's a, also a piece that I put out from a couple of ex players that I talked to that were willing to be quoted. Uh, yeah. The big lead, uh, Ryan Phillips, put out a, a piece uh, about internally and, and some something uh, uh, into the effect of how much the team is neglecting internal stuff. And, and we keep hearing internal issues within this team. And that's that's troubling for the future. Right, Dominic? I mean, you build a organization or a, 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 a franchise to. To have success from within, and then that—that's what goes towards outwards towards the players. It's not the other way around. You don't, can't just assemble an all-star team and expect success. So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still fairly positive about the overall aspects and overall abilities of this team in the long run. But this season has really been disheartening, just from the lack of play and the things from needed. The- Things need to change. They need to be better at the little things. And yeah. You talked about it. The one run games, the extra inning games. There's some bad luck in there, of course. That's just how it is. But yeah. the Padres were the best team in the league last year in one run games. It's yeah. about doing the little things saying, hey, all right, I don't need to hit a home run here. I don't even need to try yes. and hit the ball in the gap. I need to 
sure enough, not necessarily put the ball in play. And I know that you're a big proponent of that, but it's harder than ever to put the ball in play. These pitches are moving differently than they ever have before, but you can shorten up and give yourself a better chance to do that as opposed to trying to be the hero. And and I think their biggest issue is about preparation and, and and knowing what the pitcher is trying to do to you and what their strength is and how they're going to attack you and knowing that before you get up to the plate. And it seems like sometimes they just don't seem to understand that. They don't adjust right away in, in a game. I mean, how many times have we seen uh unheralded pitcher come in and dominate them two or three times through the lineup? Like they like they've never seen the guy before. Like it's some guy that just came off the street and started pitching. Like you you don't you don't have video, you're not watching video, you're not understanding what his strengths are, what this pitcher's abilities are. That's the kind of stuff that just it's the direct result of their record. It's a direct result of their inability to do the little things. Like we say, I mean, they had Tatis on, on, on third last night with nobody out and they couldn't get him in. I mean, no. he's in the infields in and he's running on a, on a chopper to third base. It's like, that's kind yeah. of stuff that's just, that's fundamental stuff that needs to be implemented. I mean, this is why you're in this situation because you guys are doing this selfish crap every single night. And it's I don't know. It, it's AJ Preller is is on the hot seat. We started with that discussion. I don't know, man. I, I really admire what he's done for this franchise and done for this organization and, and the excitement that he's brought. But I also am very troubled about the reports that I've heard from players and staff members and other execs about their feeling about the Padres. Uh, I still feel like some teams have the Padres blacklisted as far as tradings because of what happened with, with the Red Sox. It's just, I don't know if that's the right kind of vibe you want to have moving forward with this franchise. That's really just been a mess for 50 plus years. We want stability. They, they need stability. They need semblance well, they need you could argue that having preller there has created some stability it has in, and that's why in the I'm ability to hesitant. get talent into the organization yes that's and that's why i'm it. hesitant to make this move be, make a move of relieving him of, of his duties I, I i don't know i would have i would have to say i would need to talk to him face to face i would need for him to understand his mistakes that he's made and that for him to understand that he needs to change in order to to get better. If he wants to get this overall goal of a world series title, he needs to amend the way his thought process is. And if he's not willing to do that, then, then you're wasting time. But if he really with, with all his heart wants to be a better person about going about and, and making this team better then I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that because I do see the strengths in him, but I I also do see the weaknesses and, Let's face it. Anybody that you bring in isn't going to be have 100% strengths, or they're going to have weaknesses as well. As well, I mean, people have this pipe dream about Theo Epstein coming in and wanting to to be the Padres GM. I mean, does he really want to make you know clean up the mess that's here and, and take on Preller's players? I mean, it's it's you're opening a whole new can of worms. How how long is that going to set back the franchise for for a year or two of of winning? I mean. I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of questions to be asked and, and to be answered. Um, what are your thoughts on Preller's future? Do you think that they should move on? Or do you think that it, well, just I, give them I think a that little bit of a leash? Peter Seidler, whenever the season ends, needs to sit down with them and say, hey, like, you do a good job. And I, I think there are more benefits than cons to having Preller in the organization. But the question would be is, can he can he take a step back? Can he yeah. look in the mirror and say, all right, 
I've been here for almost 10 years now. What he was brought in in 2014 going into the 2015 season. So it's been almost 10 years at this point. He's produced one winning season in a full season. That was last year. Things went well. Team went to the NLCS where a couple of bounces away from just getting the games back to San Diego and who knows what happens there. But other than that, you have the shortened season in 2020, where if you really take a look at it, the team was about to just collapse. Starting pitching was falling desperately. It was not going to end pretty for that team, but they won. They hit the ball. Uh, and ever since then, I mean, those are the only two bright spots. There have been multiple collapses, which aren't all his fault, but to an essence, this is his product. And I think it, he needs to take a step back. I just, the micromanaging, he doesn't need to be doing that stuff. You don't read or hear about other GMs telling the players, hey, here's what you need to do. You you brought in these people who the man who is your boss is paying. Peter Sadler are paying these coaches, paying these assistants, paying these analytics people. Let them do their job, and you go find the players that could be the future of the organization, and you go find the free agents who can help this team next year because. You know, as much flack as we're giving AJ Preller, he's the one who brought in Michael Walkie. He's the one who brought in yeah. Seth Lugo. Yeah. Like, if those two guys aren't on the team, who knows where this team is right now? It yeah. could be a total disaster. And, and look at the emergence of Kim, that, that someone that, right. that he scouted and brought in. You know, that had been an issue that I had with Preller for a long time, that his major league evaluation had suffered, and, and it had been an issue. I mean, when you talk about Hosmer and and uh Headley and 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 the the garbage that's that's come in through uh through this team that that were supposed to be good players. I mean, it, it's it's an exact science. It's it's not you will hit and miss, but he has gotten a lot better at bringing in a veteran players that have performed. So, um, I, I don't know, man. I I I understand what you're saying. I feel like you do. I think there's more positives in him than there are negatives, but I do think the negatives are glaring and something that he does need to to change. Um, it is something that, that, that needs to be fixed because this team is just, there's issues. There's real issues for sure. Um, let's, let's move on to talk about Bob Melvin after a little bit of a short break. All right. Welcome back folks. Uh, Dominic, let's talk about Bob Melvin. Um, I've seen a lot of, I don't know, a lot of critique criticism for him as well uh he's taking a lot of blame obviously the manager is someone who takes a lot of blame traditionally when the team's failing what are you seeing for bob melvin are you seeing an issue here is that uh, a problem that Padres need to move on again from managerial role i don't think bob melvin is the main problem but i mean as you've pointed out it's hard not to fault the manager when something like this has happened and bob melvin's clubhouse style is hey you guys do whatever you need to do i have an open door come talk to me and if there's anything wrong you know he lets the players handle it it's a player driven clubhouse and clearly that has not worked this year it worked beautifully last year we saw the team righted the ship at the end um and they got hot haven't played their best baseball since April. And then they refound their form in October and took off to hundred win teams. So it can work. And we saw on this past weekend, when Bob Melvin went back to Oakland, he got to kind of talk with his Oakland people again, who he'd been with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And they basically all said, listen, 
like this isn't Bob Melvin's problem. Like there's clearly something else going on within this organization. Yeah. As reports have come out, we have found out maybe what has gone on your report, the athletics report, as well as the union tribunes report. Uh, it there, There's clear disconnect between Preller and Melvin. And then I think also between Melvin and some of the players and clearly some of the players, although it appears that from the athletic, the players all like each other and they're committed to wanting to win. They just haven't yeah. done what they need to do <laughs> to do that. So, eh, so who's I the mean, blame, right? Like, who do you? <laughs> Mel Melvin deserves some of the blame. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's hard to it's hard to spin a gun around and then pick somebody to to blame for all of this. But to an extent, what Melvin's done has not worked. And you know, to to the aspects of his managerial tactics in the game. I'm not going to comment on that. There were a lot of games this uh, this summer that I just couldn't watch because I needed to go to sleep because I had a bus yeah. to be on at 5 a.m. the next morning. So well, I think uh, it's real easy to be a, a Monday morning quarterback to, per se for for baseball. I mean, you know, you put a guy in, he gets he gets hit around. Why isn't this guy in? I mean, that, that that's part of the game. That's part of second guessing. That's always going to happen. But to me, I don't know. I haven't seen anything major from El- Melvin as far as strategy or or his lineup construction or anything like that it's tough to say though like you say the manager does deserve some blame for the results and and the lack of of success i mean and especially when you're talking about one run games because isn't that fall a little more responsibility on the manager and and, a little bit yeah but at the same time this was also pointed out in the athletic his bench has been awful this year. And at times it's been carrying guys who were hurt, who refused to go on the injured list, which is we'll talk about the players in a little bit because they are obviously also to blame as well. But when your bench is Matt Carpenter, who sucked, you were wrong. I was, or you were right. I was wrong. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you're carrying your backup catcher and then maybe one other player who is hurt or is simply there in case Machado or Xander who are dealing with injuries this entire season, uh, their injuries flare up during the game because they slide wrong or they're hit by a pitch. Well, for example, yeah. for Xander, but that, I mean, that's, you, that's not, that's not a winning formula. No. And, and that impacts you as a manager late in games when you'd want to sure. pinch hit. What you just mentioned is the reason why I didn't want Nelson Cruz on this team because he's solely a DH. It didn't work. You have the need to rotate players in and out of the DH role. That's that's the best thing to do, especially when, when you're talking about superstars. You want to be able to rest them here and there whenever they need to. And when you have a Nelson Cruz who needs the DH to be in the lineup, it's kind of a waste of a, of a spot. And I'm surprised that no one picked him up. No one had a necessity for him, but I guess his career is over. Uh, thankfully for the project, that only cost him a million dollars in this year. Uh, the yeah. Carpenter move is, is still head scratching. Uh, the Tribune put out a piece a couple of weeks ago about Carpenter, not necessarily complaining, but kind of wondering why he wasn't playing every day. And I, it, I just kind of chuckle because dude, you weren't hitting, you weren't, you weren't performing. <laughs> That's why he didn't, but he play was on the day. team. But he was still on the team. So there was he was he didn't play like most of July, I believe, or something like that. And and no, they cut Odor, they cut, but they're invested in him. So I can understand that 
that see that's you know we talked about Waka, we talked about Nugo, but then there's the Carpenters. So Crowler still does have major league evaluation issues. Uh, I would have liked to seen this team go a different direction. I mean, let's let's. I think it's safe to say that we're both kind of just okay with Melvin. I don't think moving a manager is is necessarily no, going to. I, I think it's in the Padres' best interest to keep Bob Melvin. But yeah. with that being said, he has not been a perfect manager this year by any no, stretch of the imagination. No, def- definitely not. He does not deserve a uh, 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 get-out-of-jail-free card, if you will. But he, I, I just – again, I, I want semblance with this organization. I want consistency. I want a Padres way, something that we haven't heard since the, 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 the days of Andy Green. We have not heard that term. They're not using that term. They're not producing a Padres way. They're not – playing a Padres way. And, and that's just driving me wild, embracing the, the history and embracing the organization and, and, and kind of just growing. That's what's needed in my, in my honest opinion. Um, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about Xander Bogarts, someone who uh, a month ago, we would have probably been pulling out our hair, probably been complaining about the 11 year contract. And uh, he's picked it up since then. It's been a hot and cold season from him. Um, a lot of fans are 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 upset over the addition. Uh, I, for one, was kind of head scratching. I don't know if you remember. I I I thought that signing Justin Verlander and Jose Abreu was a better use of money. Obviously, both those guys didn't do out do too well this season. Right. But I will argue that you wouldn't be high, you wouldn't be invested as many years in both them as you are in Xander Bogart. So. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence on Bogarts. I, I have no issues with him. This is definitely not an Eric Cosmer situation. I think that he will live up to his contract for the most part, even well into his 30s. I just worry about position. I just worry about flexibility for this team, especially that, when you're already That's invested. the big thing. He, yeah. I, it, it creates a roster... Uh, I don't even know, like lopsidedness because yeah. you have Ha Sung Kim who has emerged as a good player, a borderline great player yeah, in Major League Baseball. Sure. And kind of, the Padres kind of got lucky because who knows if he really develops like this if Fernando Tatis Jr. was healthy last year. And he's yeah. taken a step up in each of his two seasons since his rookie year in 2021. And that's player development. So that was good to see from Kim. But Having Kim at second with Bogarts at short means Jake Cronenworth doesn't have a role on this team. And you and I have kind of been, uh, we, we've seen eye to eye on Jake Cronenworth saying, hey, he's a good player. You know, let him run out his course. And if he gets to the end of his contract, you can extend him for a couple of years. And yeah. AJ Preller said, no, seven year contract yeah. after uh, three years in the bigs. And that has gotten worse. You were right about moving him to first base being wrong. And the way that I viewed it was, Hey, bringing in Xander is essentially like bringing in the first baseman and you can slot over Kim and Cronenworth, but that has not been the case. And uh, watching Xander Bogarts play shortstop, he makes the plays he needs to make, which is good. You know, you, you need him making those plays, but his range is bad. Like there are plays where the ball gets through the hole and I'm like, there's no way Kim nor even Fernando or Jake Cronenworth don't make those plays or at least get to them and have a chance to make the play. Cause even if you knock it down, the ball doesn't get into the outfield that can prevent other base runners from moving up 90 feet. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not allowed to play in the grass Xander's anymore. Not a long-term, he's not a long-term shortstop. No, he's not a long-term shortstop. He's he's, he shouldn't be a long-term shortstop. And you mentioned his range. I mean, this is a new rule this year. You're not allowed to play in the grass. Last season with Boston, he was playing most of the time in the grass, which helped his range. And he just doesn't have the range that he once had, doesn't have the quickness. And is that going to improve at 30, 35, 40, which the Padres are, are have him on the contract? Um so then you put him at second base. Do you put him at first base? I mean, again, he should hit. He's a he's a solid right-handed hitter. He's going to produce. He's going to be a solid OPS. Not a lot of power. Going to make going to make contact. And then he's going to he's a good ball player. He really is. He's a good ball player. But again, when you already have three hundred million invested in Tatis and Machado, I, I just I don't know. I, I just sometimes I worry about AJ Preller and. Falling in love with the shiny things and seeing the shiny things and 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 missing out on Judge, missing out on Turner, and then just putting that focus and going out. You know, who are we going to get now for that? We're ready to spend that money. Let's spend it right now. Like, it, I don't know. We've talked about this at the beginning. I wish that they would have just been a little more frugal, especially when Juan Soto is due for free agency. Blake Snell is due for free agency. Josh Hader is due for free. I mean, there are some issues that we haven't hit yet. And I think the three of those are the next topic that we should discuss. What are you, what are you going to do with these three? Snell, well, Josh, obviously that his value is, is, is gone through the roof. I mean, people made fun of me last year when I, when I said that his value would be what the Yankees gave Rondon. And I think it's eclipsed that. It should be. Yeah. I, I was always, if you could extend Blake Snell as opposed to you, Darvish. And yes, yes. I think you have to wonder, and this stuff will never come out, obviously, but with Scott yeah. Boris, if Scott Boris was even willing to negotiate yeah, exactly. we don't know. in the offseason. So, I mean, I, I'm not even going to fault AJ Preller on that one because oh. I, I don't think he ever had the opportunity to extend Blake Snell. No, yeah, yeah. He Especially wasn't going to get a Joe season. Musgrove. He wasn't going to get a Joe Musgrove type no. deal out of, of Snell. I mean, Snell had the pedigree of the Cy Young and the youth and the upside. The agent, the agent as well. Like we 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 know Scott Boris loves his free agency. So and Juan Soto's in the same boat as well. Exactly. So what? It, it's going to take upwards of what three hundred uh, three quarters of a billion dollars to sign these two. I'd say uh, five fifty and five fifty and two hundred. Yeah, I mean, that's sad. Probably, that, I mean, that's now we're talking about almost two billion dollars committed to nine players. Are the, the yeah, Padres going to be able to do that? I mean, I I think Snell is probably gone. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously he's going to win the Cy Young, but you you look at the walks. Is he going to be able to? limit the amount of hits he allows while walking batters like he did this yeah. year as opposed to his previous years. I mean, I think the answer is no. He's yeah. he's locked in his stuff. Uh, but at the same time, he's clearly established an excellent working relationship with Ruben Niebla. He didn't get yes. to last year in spring training or anything with the lockout. Then they got to work together. They figured some stuff out halfway through the year, and Snell yeah. was great in the last half of the season. He's he was, amazing right now. I mean, he, he was, he's he turned yeah. from a two pitch pitcher to four pitch pitcher. Four. All four are plus. Pitch. I mean, that ch- he didn't even use his changeup. The changeup's in timeout. It's no longer in timeout. It, it, it's a it's just fan, it's amazing right now. His ch- in the spot on it. I mean, he's like Tom Glavin esque on that 
change up on the outside corner. I mean, I don't know, man. But you're right. It's going to cost $30 million at, at seven years. That's $210 million right there. It, it, I, I, I'm the t- I, I hate paying pitchers for what they've done because it never seems to work out. You always want to pay. You always want to have a pitcher. Right. What, what are you going for to their, do? Yeah. They got nothing and for him. He's 30. They didn't deal him. They didn't deal him this July and this August. I think with their uh, their luxury tax, his compensation pick goes down to like a third or fourth round pick too, or something. I, I read that somewhere. It's not it's not yes. necessarily a, a bottom of first round pick either. So, wow. I, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll talk about the draft in a little bit, but with with the Padres not having their high picks, they can spend more on their later picks and they can get for better sure. value. Yeah, and, guys. And so that seems to be it, it'll even out recipe. a little bit. And yes, that 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 is what AJ's really good at. Yes, uh, we don't need to go down that road right now. But definitely, uh, I think that's not as big of an issue as some people are going to make it out to be. So since Snell and, and bringing him back is going to be tough, it, it's it's the Padres are going to have to be creative. He's going to have to be really willing to want to come back, which I do see him wanting to come back to, in some degree. But ultimately, this is his payday. This is the this is his. He signed. His he already signed a team friendly contract in Tampa Bay. Yes. He already did. He's Scott, he's Boris, Scott Boris said, fine, fine. Yeah. You do that. But yeah. when you hit free agency, if you're playing well, we're not we're not. Or this no. is my hypothetical Scott Boris conversation with players. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I don't think that there's a way oh, that he's, he's going to sign paid. a team friendly. Scott Boris is going to say, Hey, let's go get your bag. You know, if yep. it comes from San Diego, great. If you want to take a hypothetical 10% discount and sign with the Padres for $220 million, as opposed to with the Tampa Bay Rays for $250 million, yep. then sure, yep. let's do that. But you're, you're getting your bag this time. Yeah. We're, we're not yeah, signing, he's... we're not going team friendly here. For sure. He's getting paid. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's, let's, talk, might... let's go ahead. Go for it. it might also be interesting to see if the Potters can do some opt-outs in the deal. Say, all right, Blake, like yes. if you think you're you're gonna pitch like this, we'll we'll give you an opt-out two years down the line. And then but, after that, uh we'll we'll see where it goes from there. But for sure. It's speaking of opt-outs, let's talk about a Juan Soto deal and what that would look like. That yeah. will have opt-outs in it, I guarantee you. No doubt. So I think a lot of Padres fans look at the 550, $600, 700000000 million or whatever he wants and, and just go, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But in reality, it's going to be a three- or four-year deal at 30, 40, whatever, $50 million, whatever he wants. That's that's what the deal is going to be because he is going to opt out after three or four years. They're, this is gonna, they're going to have to go through this again in three or four years. The, you just got to figure his production is going to keep continuing the way it is. I mean, the man has ha, walks like he does hits homers. He, like he does. He's going to be one of the greatest hitters of all time. Yes, he is. My, There's my no mom's going to listen to this and she's going to tell me I'm wrong. And Juan Soto's not what he's made out to be. This dude has hit 30 home runs and he's leads the league very in, young. in a, in he's a still year. very young. Yeah. And we have not year. seen the best from him. We have not seen the best from him. He has not had his career year yet. He's not even had close to his career year yet, in my honest opinion. That his is career that year, uh, he was so good in 2020 and 2021. Yes. Yes. And then the whole contract situation and then the trade deadline, it, it didn't go well from last year. And then he got settled in this year and yeah. he apparently had some swing issue and people were, you know. He's a little banged up. His hand is his hand is definitely hurting. That's definitely something that we, we should discuss when – when talking about the failures of this team, Machado, Bogarts, and 
uh, Soto have all been banged up this year, all have injuries, not complained one bit about it, not really missed any time from the injuries, but all three of them are definitely hurting. So well, I mean, this is as this is as brutal of an injury as we've seen from Machado. Yes, for sure. I mean, he had to, he had to go surgery. on the injured list. He yep. needs surgery. Like, and he, he said it on Monday to the media. He said, Hey, like, I don't like to talk about this stuff because I, I don't think it's a good look, but like I'm banged up. And it shows he's not he's not even playing third. He's yeah. DHing. So, so so let's let's transition into the the, the AC the article and okay and yeah. the backlash I guess that Machado received the backlash that AC received. Give me your take on it uh, on what you thought about the article and the piece. Um, Manny's uh, talked about it yesterday. Um, mentioned that I guess some of his quotes weren't put in there yeah I don't well know. so here's where i'll jump in uh th- this is where people who have not done reporting especially like you and i have i've never done it with the padres and all that sort of stuff i write i podcast but i've never been in the padres locker room and done stuff like that but when you sit down and you talk to somebody for 30 minutes and you write a big story and you talk to other people like you're supposed to do with any story there are going to be quotes that are going to be left out you have to put your words into the story and you have to be the person that guides between quotes to get the message out. So of course there are quotes that were left out and I'm sure there are some quotes that Manny Machado had that would have helped his case per se, but that didn't fit the story. And I mean, I think he's somewhat right. Like, Hey, like I, this story doesn't exactly put me in the good light and that's 100% true. But Kevin's also gone on to extra seven, uh, 670 uh, San Diego Sports and has gone on and said, like, hey, th- this piece wasn't meant to just bag on Machado. And what Machado does well is he goes out there, he plays, he sets the example for these other players, and he does that really well. That's his way of being a leader. He's not... Yeah. He's not a leader in the other ways that you think of being a leader like, hey, like, and he does certain examples. Like, I think he's done a good job of turning Fernando around a little bit. Hey, guess who's played more games in his career this year than he had previously? It's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's been a big part of helping Kim feel comfortable. So I think the people who have gone down and have said Machado is a bad leader because of this one story, I think are wrong. But I think the Machado's leadership style and tactics and maybe he's not as good of a leader as we were making him out to be. I think those things can be true and that maybe he needs to look himself in the mirror like AJ Pearl and say, all right, like I'm here for the next 10 years. I can do things a little bit differently to help myself, but also help the team. I, I think both things can be said that are true, but I, I think the people that are bashing AC, bashing AC, uh, one, they don't know what they're talking about. And two, they're they're wrong. And I mean, people are going to pick their sides. People uh, don't like AC. That's fine. Uh, so they're going to obviously take what Machado says. and They're going to use that. And there are people who also don't like Machado and they're going to take what AC has written and really use that, especially to, to hammer out stuff about the Dodgers. You know, like I saw Dodgers fans. Even Dodgers writers being like, wow, thank God the Dodgers don't have to deal with this. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. you got to deal with 
Trevor Bauer and Julio Urias. Like the, yeah. the, these two things are so different. And uh, obviously uh, things have not gone well in Padres land this year. And exactly, you know, and that's that's ultimately that's what it's about, right? Things have yeah. not gone well in Padre land, and fingers are going to be pointed. And Machado took on a direct leadership role last year, uh, essentially put the team on his back at, at, at and points, it worked. At, at, and it worked. And he took, I mean, how many times were people calling him the captain last year? And rightfully so. But and, part and, of being a good leader is you have to adapt. What he was yes. doing this year was yes. not working. So no. if you well, if you want to be the leader, you have to change. You have to adapt. And you know what? You have other guys who can lead. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak because I don't know what the dynamics are inside that locker room right now. I don't know what their right. issue was. Obviously, there is chemistry to some degree. There's, there's a chemistry issue. You cannot deny that. With the talented roster that they have, they have – the future Cy Young award winner on their team, one of the best closers in baseball, the top four studs, the the the, the staff has been been the solid. Best rotation, the best ERA yeah. and, and the and national. I mean, there's just no reason for this team to to lose other than people want to say bad luck, people want to say uh, other things, but it's it comes down to chemistry. There's something amiss, and I don't know what it is. It's 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 really tough to put a well, finger on. We've we've heard there's I think there's a big difference between uh you can have chemistry issues but get along well. Like yeah. you can be happy in the clubhouse and get along and uh have a good vibe, like what the athletic article was pointing out. Like, hey, these players are able to get along. Like that is not the problem. But no. at the same time, they're not doing the things they need to do together yes. to be able to win these close games, to win in extra innings. Uh the the execution has not been there. There's been some oh. bad luck. There's been some injuries involved, but there's also been lack of execution. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 really it's really an enigma. There's just it's it's hard to understand. It really is. Uh, baseball is definitely a difficult sport to understand. It, it's just that it takes a overall group effort in order to get results and it's the little things in the game that mean so much and they just have not had any success in doing the little things they're just not picking each other up the pitching suffers the hitting picks it up the hitting suffers the pitching picks it up that just not hasn't happened this year in in any in any way shape or form and no. it's 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 head scratching it really is so we have no answer there's there is no obvious answer this this winter is going to be interesting, Dominic. It's going to be interesting. It, it, I mean, they're it's looking like a guarantee they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't want to say they're not because it's not official yet. But and the fact of the matter is, this is a team that had World Series aspirations, not just um, finishing five hundred and making the playoffs. This is a team that had the ability to go deep into the playoffs. And we they're saw just what not they're even saying getting... at FanFest. Yeah. Who are we going to play in the World Series? Yeah. Like they're, right. they're ready to jump to that, which right. was dumb. But, right. Well, and James, don't, 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 don't write off anything. The, uh, the Twins came back to beat the Reds this morning. So there you go. The miracle is, is, is taking place. Uh, you know, I think I, I've said this, I think a month or two ago. And when it's all said and done, I just feel like this team is going to finish a game or two out of the playoffs. 
Yeah. When it's no, all said 100%. and done. Like, and, and this team is clearly playing well right now. Yeah. They're they're playing well. Like they yeah. they they've already reached the point where they're not gonna have that top six draft pick. So mm-hmm. the draft pick's gonna move down. We already touched on it. It's not as big of a deal. But no. I mean, this team, who who is better, James? The Padres or the Giants? Oh, the Padres Padres by far, but the Giants yeah. are scrappy. They they their record right. in one run games, I'm sure, is, is is above 500. I'm sure they they yeah they get the job done. I mean, no, you, but and, I mean uh, when you look at, you look at it, this this Padres team, there, there's no reason this team should be missing the playoffs. You oh, look no. at these teams that are in the wild card race, and I mean, I yeah, think the Reds, the three the Marlins, teams, I mean, those are yeah, the, the three tubs, teams that I have mean, the spots when we're recording this Wednesday morning slash early afternoon. The Phillies, the Diamondbacks, and the Cubs, those are the three best teams that are currently in that tight group. But mm-hmm. like the Padres, if they executed, are better than those teams. There's no yeah. doubt about it. They did sure. not, so they are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really it's it's something else, man. It really is something else when you think about it. Um it's going to be an interesting winter. We, we will be back again shortly w- with more podcasts uh, because there's a lot more to, to delve into. This was kind of just a off, off, you know, just, I guess, releasing a little steam for both Dominic and I. And I'm available um, now. Yeah, Dominic's available. He's back home. Uh, so we're going to have a lot to talk about this winter. There's going to be a, a lot of moving and shaking, uh, I would imagine. I, I can't see this team running back the same roster next season, minus the free agents and and. I don't know, Dominic. What what, what do you? There's just so we'll, much, we'll so discuss that in a future questions. episode. Yeah, there's we'll just so many other questions. There really is. There's just really is. Uh, thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate uh, the listen. Uh, apologies again for for being uh, away the last uh, five months that we've been off. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. It, I, I think it's probably better for our mind's sake that that we haven't been recording this last five months because. Uh, there been a, there would have been a lot of venting. I mean, this team hasn't been above 500 since May, right? Yep, since May. I mean, wow. I at this point, the way they're playing right now, I wouldn't be shocked if they finished the season 83 and 81, or 84 and 78. Yeah, they look yeah. good. No, they they do, which, which sucks. Is, which sucks. Oh, which sucks. My, yeah, minus Darvish, minus Musgrove, minus Cronenworth, minus Gary Sanchez. All of a sudden, minus now, half of Manny Machado. Yeah. yeah. Uh, baseball you 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 just can't figure it out there's just there's just no way to figure it out um again thank you folks for joining us uh dominic and i will be back shortly we are uh gonna see what's up with sammy uh see if he wants to join us back again uh, on the show uh we'll probably work on some guests uh we have a lot to discuss in padre land uh thank you for the listen uh, again uh dominic take us out let us know uh let them know if there's anything else that uh, they need to know before they uh listen to us again no, just keep checking out our content at eastvillagetimes.com. I've got a Juan Soto article that I'm working on at the moment. Uh, we've got other content, a lot of Aztec stuff because Aztec yep. football is in full swing. Paul and Andre do a great job there. We cover yep. uh, all the other professional teams, uh, especially traveling, soccer. Paul and, and Don are traveling with the, the uh, football team as well this season. They'll be at away games, so just to let you guys know, uh, we are – we're revamping uh, our coverage, uh, trying to get you the best coverage we can of SDSU sports. Still working on Padre stuff, a uh, lot, a lot, a lot of, lot of uh, soccer stuff as well. Dominic, it's uh, San Diego sports right. is starting to take right. off, which is which is pretty cool. No, it is. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in. 
Uh, if you have yet to follow or subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform, do so. Uh, we will be recording more often and providing off-season content because I think that's important to uh, keep fans up to date and uh, discuss topics. And that's also sometimes the best time to get the guests in because uh, they aren't as busy with uh, their in-season content. So uh, make sure to be on the lookout for future episodes and we hope to catch you next time.